Welcome, everyone. You are listening to The Takeaways Podcast, Episode 2. This limited series is a special look into my new book, Takeaways, Secret Truths from Leading a Startup. This podcast is for entrepreneurs and other business owners anywhere who need some quick direction anytime they find themselves at a difficult crossroads. It's exactly what I needed when I was facing difficult daily decisions in the early weeks and months of my startup loop. Today, I'm going to share how to screen your advisors carefully to make sure you have a rock-solid team. So, what are you waiting for? Let's get started. Good advisors are the key to success, but choosing them is a challenge. I quickly discovered that in Silicon Valley, there is no shortage of people who want to be mentors. Their fellow entrepreneurs, angels, and institutional investors, venture capitalists, corporate executives, lawyers, consultants, engineers, accountants, and academics, only to name a few. Every pitch day, incubator, meetup, workshop, or after-hour party is a potential introduction to a key relationship. Friends and family make connecting and even distant acquaintances can offer beneficial networking opportunities. When you are launching a new business, everyone wants to be your friend. They can't resist the allure of the next big idea, the next Mark Zuckerberg, and being connected to the person who had it. Like entrepreneur groupies, everyone is hoping that you might be the next Steve Jobs or even Elon Musk. So, how do you sift through the crowd and find quality advisors? Create a filter and screen diligently. As you build your presence by networking and sharing your idea, look for reputable people. Identify individuals who resonate with your concept. Give actionable recommendations and suggest others who might be helpful, such as prospective employees and even business partners. In my experience, launching a start makes you vulnerable and you must develop strong radar for authenticity. Along the way, you'll meet a variety of people. Some are delightfully supportive with truly valuable insights. Others are overly inquisitive with unclear motives, and more than a few are sly and greedy, always looking for a quid pro quo, such as stock or consulting fees. While the fear that someone will steer a concept is real, the greater threat is that too many of these people will simply waste your time. As I looked for advisors, I had both successes and failures. I learned from both, and as a result, I developed a framework for finding the best mentors, which I'd like to share with you right now. Rule number one, find someone who has walked in your shoes. I met Steve Eidelman, one of the co-founders of Whistle, through some business acquaintances. Steve's company created a smart dog wearable and data analytics company, and his expertise and experiences had been invaluable to me. From launching a company to daily operations and ultimate merger and acquisition, Steve has helped me form and run my own business and has saved me from more than a few pitfalls, to name a few. A few years ago, he recommended Jim Camp's excellent book, Start With No, the negotiating tools that pros don't want you to know. Steve used the strategy from this book during Whistle's successful sale to a large multinational pet food company, and I took a similar approach during my own M&A discussions. Rule number two, find someone who aligns with your vision. When we hired the brilliant Duppy Proctor to help consult on developing our firmware, software running on our badges, we could not have predicted his genuine interest in the loop. His excitement and shared vision were a happy accident for our business as a whole. With years of hardware engineering experience, Duppy worked closely with us at the outset 
and even scheduled calls with their engineering team after his official involvement ended. In many ways, he served as our unofficial CTO. Rule number three, find someone who offers blunt honesty. Because Mark Goldstein served as startup portfolio advisor to Mark Benioff, CEO of Salesforce and one of our major investors, he helped evaluate our business trajectory at critical moments. In early 2016, he offered key insights about whether to raise funds or to plan for our exit. With his knowledge of other Silicon Valley and San Francisco startups, and years of personal experience operating companies of all sizes, Mark serves as a fantastic sparring partner. He quickly shot down bloated ideas and enthusiastically supported grounded ones. Before I had strong filters, I experienced some negative experiences with advisors. I'm omitting names for the sake of privacy, but the challenges are worth sharing. There's two examples I'd like to share with you. Number one, avoid advisors with ulterior motives. I met a former academic with impressive credentials at an event where she was a speaker. With a shared common interest, we arranged a lunch to discuss the original loop technology concept. Our lunch ended positively, and I was excited about the follow-up conversations. We exchanged a few emails, and then I received a letter from her lawyer a few weeks later to integrate our intellectual property into her own patents. This was a shock, and it really was a disappointment as we had never discussed patents in the past. The proposal became a distraction and it ultimately soured our relationship. And number two, avoid advisors looking for a free piece of action. When it comes to giving equity to advisors, it's very easy for things to go sideways, even if someone you trust and like. While I appreciate advisors' many insights, my experience colored any discussions about complimentary equity. I decided the only fair way to grant equity was through investing in my company Looped. By developing your own filters, you can successfully screen potential advisors. In the end, your best advisors will shape a startup. They'll work unselfishly with or without stock, and they'll share in the intrigue of the potential outcome of your major business. So, should you grant stock to advisors? I ultimately decided that I would only grant stock to advisors if they invest in the Looped. Initially, I set work goals for advisors, such as three to five hours of consulting a month or three introductions per quarter as a way to earn their equity. While this was a good concept, it was way too complicated to quantify and measure. In the end, I told my advisors they could receive shares only by investing. No one objected. Since the excitement of the startup ecosystem hinges on the risk of betting on new companies and ideas. I also found out that the best advice came from serious investors whose financial commitment aligned directly with the success of my startup. Active investors offer the best guidance for the overall interest of the company, and it's in their favor to make sure that their advice helps your company move forward and becomes as successful as possible. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to the Takeaways Podcast, which is produced every Tuesday for your enjoyment. And show notes can always be found on my blog on Medium at ownit. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed. You can also follow me on Instagram and you can sign up for more info on my new book at takeawaysbook.com. All of the links are going to be in the show notes. And until next time, keep following your dreams and own it.